We are back on BNN Bloomberg 1410 AM, also 1035 FM HD3, and streaming through Spotify. Check out Agency Click as Agency Click presents Everything Film with Film Robot. Joe Leary and Patrick Shelton from Film Robot, actually in Film Robot's uh, offices today. Absolutely. Nice to be here. This is show number six, by the way, the ongoing series of shows where we talk literally everything film and all manner of that. Our guest is Michelle Partridge. She is a former actor herself, went into casting, produced short films, a feature film, video games, commercials, and you've been teaching acting, public speaking, and improv for a quarter century. Oh my God. Your confidencecoach.ca. <laughs> Welcome to Everything Film. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to be here. This is a beautiful office. Not bad at and all. Gorgeous day and yeah. So the first question that comes to mind before we get into why you morphed from what you began with to where you are now, uh, in simplest definition, what, what is a confidence coach? That's a really good question. Thank you. <laughs> confidence coach. Well, it is, um, I help people, I would say actually from little, little, like five years old to I think my oldest student I ever taught was 88. Yes, and uh, she was so much fun, so many stories. And I've been teaching acting for 25 years, but in that time, because I was an acting teacher, I have also been teaching TED Talk speakers and um, politicians with uh, media coaching and uh, business people helping to communicate better with their clients, um, having to associate with um, the business people that they work with as well. Um, it's really the social skills, body language. So I thought, you know, when I decided to sell my acting studio, because we had to close the doors due to COVID, then we successfully went online and we ended up having students worldwide. So I now still have students in Dubai, Kuwait, uh, London, all over the world, which is so great to be able to teach acting to everybody. I just thought, you know, I don't want to do this anymore and, and have 10 teach. I love my, my teachers, but I want to just teach more. Because you can't do that when you own a business. Sometimes you have to do everything else. Right? And, and if I'm not mistaken, isn't public speaking people's biggest fear? Yes. It is. Yes, it is. And I help them find their superpower because everybody has it. Everybody has a superpower, but they don't recognize it. So I help them, and I see it. It's it's kind of a weird superpower I have, or I can see what your thing is that you need to promote. <laughs> That's fantastic. And what your branding is. Yeah, and I okay. help them do that. So you see us for the first time. Then. Yeah. What, what is? Tell us each of our superpowers here. Oh, that's very interesting. <laughs> you guys have a really interesting dynamic. This is going to sound really airy-fairy, but um, you could tell that you're extroverted and you've got a great voice. You could definitely tell you've been doing radio and you are confident in the way um, you speak and how you handle yourself. And your superpower is definitely um, your confidence. You have that already built in. Which is great, and is your great. eye contact is fantastic. Thank you. And Patrick, on the other hand, is your—he's—he's uh, he's always smiling and he's laughing. So he's—he's. <laughs> you guys actually make a really good team. I mean, I don't find so much that you're an extrovert, but you have a lot of great thoughts and questions, probably and get into the nitty-gritty of things. So I think you're actually a psychic. You're not, uh, <laughs> you're not a confidence coach. Well, I, I just got red there. Do you yeah, you did. Yeah. Got a reading. Your tea leaves got red. <laughs> there you go. So I told you it's a superpower. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and who generally avails themselves? Is it the person individually, or like in the case of young people, is it their, their parents or relatives that try and lead them? Because And what, what signs are they exhibiting that makes one think you need a confidence coach? 
It's a good question. Um, for younger kids, uh, over the years, parents have come to me as an acting teacher saying, I really want to put my child into acting to help them not be so shy. And the first question I say is, does your child want to do this? Because that is so important that they want to be there. And sometimes the, the, they show up and the kid had no idea that this is where they were going. And of course, they shut down. But acting teachers have a way of, you know, you join us when you're ready. We're going to play some games. And of course, it's so much fun. Pre-COVID, of course, you can play around. And then, you know, over time, these little butterflies start to happen and the parents cry at the performances when they see their child acting and laughing and finding their thing. Because they didn't know it was their thing until they were introduced to it. And it was a safe environment where there were other people just like them. Mm. So well, you, it, I, I, like, I like the approach you have because I think, um, and, and our show is a lot about talking to up-and-coming people that are just trying to make it. So um, as far as acting goes, they're going into a room. You have to kind of own the room and have confidence because somebody, you know, if you've got like, what, five minutes to be in an audition, I'm sure you go through a timing thing. You've got five minutes in this room. You got to show your best self pretty quick, right? Yep. Hundred percent, and I always try to make sure actors and everybody out there realize, like, truly understands. There's nobody like you. You are unique, and so what your job as an actor is to prepare the best you can for this role, and say, okay, it's my time to shine. It's my turn to act. I'm going to show you what I've got, and hopefully, it's a good fit for you. And mm-hmm. I always mm-hmm. say with casting, you got to imagine that you're going out shopping. Because casting is like this, when you're looking for a new outfit for an event and you have no idea what you want, and then you go into a store and, and the person says, can I help you? And you say, no, I know it when I see it. That's exactly what casting right, is. Right. right. They don't know. So you, it's your job as an actor, just to do your best you can, do your job, prepare, blow them away. And if it's not a good fit, you were professional, you came in, blew them away, made them look great, they'll call you back again. So, Michelle Partridge, yourconfidencecoach.ca. This is Everything Film with Film Robot. Streaming through Spotify. Check out Agency Click. Also, BNN Bloomberg, 1410 AM, 103.5 FM, HD3. There's that terminology, the it factor. So you can take someone without it and find the it in them? Hmm. Well, I definitely know when I meet an actor who has it. You know, they... And it's intangible. I mean, it's, just, it's something about <coughs> them, their aura, their, their presence, yes. something that just says, you've got it, whatever it is. Absolutely. They have a presence. And sometimes they don't even realize it. They're just so casual about it. But that doesn't mean to say that you, because you're not born with it, whatever it is, you can definitely <laughs> teach somebody. Like, I would never say that I am a pianist, but I learned how to play. I definitely wasn't born with it but I'm okay, you know, and you can be an okay actor and still do your create, be your creative self and still do your projects. I think what happens now is unfortunately with acting, that celebrity thing is part of what happens, right? And the whole social media, the Kardashian factor. (coughs) Yes. That might have something to (laughs) do with it. (laughs) The whole reality shows, you know, Well, I I always look at people and I always think that there's a luck factor in anything. Mm -hmm too like you could be a hockey player you could be anything and you had to get a good route too mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and but you create your own luck but imagine if like you know a big star decided to do a burger king commercial right because they needed to pay the money or something and then that just took everything away 
So if you look at a lot of the famous people, they've all had these great roles from when they're like 15 or whatever, right? I'm just saying, I'm saying, so do you, do you kind of agree with me? You create your own luck, but there has to be a something there as well where you can be directed, but at the same time, you got to make right choices for a long time. You know, honestly, I think it's that listening to your gut thing. Yeah. And I talk a lot about that with acting because actors, we have to be able with you teach improv, go right. with your gut, right. go with the first choice, because if you don't, you pick that second choice. It's always the wrong choice in mm-hmm. life and, you know, in improv, but just listen to it. And it's usually right. So I always say, surround yourself with positive people, kind people. Those are the people that you want to work with. Recognize toxic environments because it does come back to you. And so okay. if you're just a, honestly, I believe in that. If you're a kind soul, good opportunities will come to you. You mentioned improv, and I want to I uh, drill down on that a bit because improv to me is something that you either have it or you don't. I don't know. Can you teach improv? Yes. You can. Absolutely. 100%. Okay, oh I, don't, I, mean, I don't mean, okay, give me a profession. Uh, construction worker. Um, <laughs> yeah. Give me, give me a scenario. <laughs> you're in Starbucks. Go. I just, I can't do that. Yes, you can. I, well, I bet I can maybe teach a you challenge. Down. Maybe maybe down yeah. the road we'll have Michelle back on and there you know, you go. we'll do some improv. No, but how how do you teach that that skill? I mean, again, if you've got the confidence or if you've got the ability, maybe to do some characterizations or what have you, uh, I, I just I just think I'm devoid of that. <sighs> Nonsense. It's creative. It's creative play. We forget that as adults. We forget because, you know, when you're little, everything is a little new world, an imagination world. Kids are always dreaming and coming up with things. It's just as we get older, we have more responsibility. You're not allowed to dream anymore. You're not allowed to play. So it's just you're allowed to play. Once you're allowed to do that and you get, (laughs) you guys are like, are you ready (laughs) to play? But once you're allowed to play, things happen. You know, we, we don't start off right away with scenarios. We work into that. We start with sound and movement. So if I do a sound, wah, and a movement like that, you have to copy me, give me your interpretation. You do the same thing. And then we start adding creative motions and things. Mm-hmm. So you're okay. You don't feel embarrassed because we're all in this together. And then you start challenging yourself with different scenarios. You listen to your voice, your breath. It's an amazing process, and it, it does get harder as you go but it's a fun harder as you go then you have homework and you get better the more you do it like anything she is michelle partridge your confidence coach.ca talk about your, uh, your your beginnings you were an actor yourself and then became a casting director you produced uh, were you an, a dissatisfied actor were you an, <laughs> an, an what's the, what's the word i'm looking for just this isn't for me this isn't enough there's better out there was that your scenario Well, it's funny because I'm 53, just turned 53. So I always talk about with actors how much easier it is for them now. Before the internet, it was very challenging. As you know, a lot of us, I was talking to Linda about this, um, we had to do everything by hand. We had to mail things, we had to drop it off, we had to pick up the phone, cold call. It was very challenging. So as an actor, you had to get out there and get casting to come and see your work. So after I graduated high school, I was definitely in drama in high school. I went traveling for a few years because I wanted to see the world and I studied in London. And um, I came back and I said, okay, what am I going to do? How am I going to 
get out there and the internet still wasn't around. This is when Stephen J. Canal had set up here mm-hmm. at 21 Jump Street yep. and all of that. And we were all theater trained actors. So I thought, okay, well, I'm going to start by training at the film actor studio. And I couldn't afford classes, but I had some marketing behind me. So I exchanged that for classes. So then I thought, okay, well, let's do some theater. So I started a theater company, unbeknownst to me that I was a producer. I had no idea what that word meant. I just thought, oh, I got to get money. I got to get props. I got to get sets, you know, (laughs) and I wanted to be the lead. So I had a a, called Last of the Red Hot Lovers by Neil Simon. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to play one of the main leads. So I said, okay, this is what I want to do. I'm going to get a director. And it just kind of went from there. And being an entrepreneur, when you're 18, that's when I moved out. You just, I want to do that. Uh, this is before the internet. I read some books. Okay, I'm going to figure it out. And that's literally how I've done most of my, my life, <laughs> various careers. So then uh, friends were doing films. They asked me to help with casting. I knew a lot of actors. And it just sort of goes from there, that, that way. And then that's when I went into producing film and commercials and starting my first acting school called The Studio on the Drive. Co-founded that. Uh, and then sold that, went to make video games, electronic arts, we were making The Sims. We didn't know it was called mm-hmm. The Sims at the time. Uh, so that was a fun gig until I got pregnant with my first. <laughs> and like, oh, I can't spend 12 hours a day making video games. Oh, I need wow. to be at home with my baby. So mm-hmm. <laughs> we moved out to White Rock. And, oh, I have a husband as well. Mm-hmm. We met my husband along the way, who's a prop guy in the film industry, who still is. Today he's on Flash, the TV series. Mm-hmm. Um, and so started a second acting school and then a third and... Now I've gone on, I do a lot of advocate work, advocacy work for um, arts and culture in uh, where we live, and I work a lot with the city of White Rock, and yeah, it's just, oh, and plus raise two kids along the way. Well, as we're in the COVID environment, uh, it's really kneecapped the arts community. Mm -hmm. When will that rebound, and how how does that look going forward? The arts community? Well, funny enough, in our community of White Rock, South Surrey, we it was devastating of course because that's the biggest one hit i mean you're still not allowed to go and see any live theater or do anything as we all know so we decided everything's going online as a community we thought we're going to help each other so we co-founded the peninsula arts and culture alliance so once a month we group together with the dancers and the singers and the theater groups and the artists visual artists all, all mediums and we support one another and everybody started creating content online how do we do it uh, how do we film it? And what's the best place to do it? And, you know, is it going to cost us any money? It was just all a new landscape. And unfortunately, I had to close the drama class because I couldn't afford the bricks and mortar studio anymore. But then we successfully went online. And so did a lot of other acting studios. And the beauty of that is, is now we can teach worldwide. And I was the biggest skeptic. I didn't think you could successfully teach acting online because, of course, there is that in your face, you know, mm-hmm. connecting. But I would say at least 75% of the craft can definitely successfully be taught online. And that's what I've been doing. I teach acting 101. I teach uh, commercial auditioning for families. I teach online. I, I teach a lot. You know? it, it, uh, one of the things, I'm a big advocate of training mm-hmm. now. And I never was before when I was younger in my 20s and stuff. Like, I remember watching Tony Robbins and he was selling the tapes and I would be like, he right. just wants my money. He's like, if he's so great, why does he need to sell me, you know, DVDs or whatever, right? <laughs> like, but he's still doing it. Well, no, yeah. but I'm just saying, like, I mean, I go like, ah. And so I would, 
ignore it, but probably I probably should have done it at some point and done more of that. As I get older, I find that like, yeah, training is good. You don't yeah. know, you don't know everything. So there's a process to everything that maybe somebody's learned and you could take like years off of somebody's um, venture. Like that's why I see when I look yeah. at you. Yeah. So talking to our young and up and coming actors or whatever, they come see you and they say, I'm an actor. Yes. And then, but I don't have an agent and I don't have any headshots. And is there a process that you would set them on? Yes. I have this conversation every day. Okay. <laughs> well, that's why I'm getting at I'm getting, because this is what people, you know, I want to yeah. bring it back because this is what people are going to come to agency click and ask, how do I do this? So if somebody's coming, you know, just, you know, just tell me the process. What you like, is it two weeks training and then you're ready or do you go run around and get an agent first? Like, you know, no. <laughs> okay. Well, just kind of explain, kind of explain what you would give advice to somebody to do. Okay. So I have parents uh, email me from babies to mm-hmm. um, adults right? and say if it's an adult and they're in their 20s and they say, okay, I took some acting in high school and I'm 24 now and I want to do it. I want to really want to do this. Okay, great. So have you had any training since high school? No, you're a different human now than you were then. So you need to get into training. You need to start at the very beginning. Well, but I took some classes in high school. doesn't matter. You are right. a different human. So because we are understanding ourselves because that's what we're using in our craft. So you must start at the beginning, understand the craft. And it is a craft just like anything. And I always say, you know, maybe you took a workshop. If I took a workshop to go ice skating and then at the end of it, I'm going to go now audition or audition tryout for the Canucks. Mm -hmm. That's -hmm. what so many people think it is. They can take a weekend workshop, right? Go get an agent and start auditioning for Hallmark. You know, it doesn't work Mm -hmm. that way because what you're doing is you're also, that confidence in your craft has to be built up and it's not something you can do in a weekend. So we need to figure out, first of all, get on set, be an extra. Do you even like this world? Is it what you think it is? Right. Right. Next, start with the training, acting 101 or a beginner class, get some monologues, understand script analysis, script development, then look at yourself. What is your branding? You're going to start out with commercials first, probably. Most agents want to see what you've got, how are you in front of casting, or even with the self-tape process, which is a huge thing right now. If you're an actor, you must understand how to do self-tapes. That's part of your job. So I have all of these workshops that I do on Zoom on how to put yourself on tape successfully because there's uh, technical things you must know. This understanding how to edit it. There's understanding moments in the script, analysis. So what is your branding? What is your agent going to send you out for? What types of commercials? What is your look? So, for example, for yourself, Patrick, what is your look? You, what would you say you would go out for commercial-wise? That's a tough one. I'm probably like a player on the Canucks or something. Or a <laughs> linebacker or a player on the Canucks. You know. So I would say dad. One of your shots would be like a dad role, yeah. right? Another shot would be a corporate executive. You know, someone is like a white-collar worker. Another one is a blue-collar worker. That's How about a lawyer thing. in like a law, yeah. and, law and order? And I Absolutely. I just get to object. Yeah. I just keep objecting. Yeah, more for commercials though, right? You want to have that look because it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. all about those characters, yeah, No, it is right? interesting that people yeah. have to fall into that because they probably don't know what's the right. Like well, you just put me yeah. on the spot there and I kind of went, what? What? I don't exactly. know. Exactly. And that's how you have to think about it. So I say watch commercials, mm-hmm. see the commercials that you could go out for and things that you can audition for. 
Right. Then we start learning the process. What is an SOC? What kind of, how do you be a spokesperson? What are they looking for in that respect? Mm -hmm. SOC silent on camera? Correct. Yes. So that's a lot, very good. (laughs) It's a lot of improv. Right. So there's no specific dialogue, but you do have to talk when you have an SOC audition. Right. And that goes back to improv. Right? You've got to get some improv under your belt. And I always say, okay, now you've done commercials. How do I make the leap from that to film and TV? This is the amount of training. Training, training, training. You're never going to stop training as an actor. You're always going to be training. I mean, if, think about it. If you don't take any classes or anything for six months, and all of a sudden you have a 10, page, 10 pages of dialogue for a self-tape due, how do you think you're going to do? Right. I think you need to also... It- if you go, people go into an environment, it's really nice to know what you're getting into and what Absolutely. you do expect. Yep. Like, you know, to maybe even simulate what it's going to be, right? Like, when you walk into a room and you got two people, like, yeah. saying, what's your name? You know, go, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You're not going to get your best performance, right? Well, yeah, you're there, again, to do your job. Yeah. And I always say at the end of the eight-week class... At the end of this class, you're going to realize, do I want to do this? Right. Do I want to do commercials and improv? Yes, but I don't want to do the other stuff. Okay, great. Or this other path is, yes, I love the craft of acting. I definitely want to learn more. I want to go into scene study. I want to, I want to do a lot. Great. Mm-hmm. So at least by the end of a class like that, you have an idea of what the world is. Mm-hmm. Michelle Partridge, your confidencecoach.ca. I'm just going to wax nostalgic for a second because yes. I had a brief foray into the world of acting some years back. I met someone who worked at an agency, and uh, she said, oh, you know, you should try it. Try it out. Why not? You might make some decent dough. You never know. So I went downtown here uh, to get some headshots done. And again, that whole situation was weird because this guy is like literally circling around me, and I'm going like, what is going on here? <laughs> so I'm just trying to sense you. I'm trying to yeah. sense you. And I thought he was crazy. But when the, f- the end result, the pictures did look pretty good. But I remember going into a casting for, it was for a A&W French and English commercial. And I was, I was cast as just a morning commuter. There was, we were all carpooling. And so I went to the casting place, and there's everybody dressed just like me with an attache case and all of that. And I remember after we did the audition, all we had to do was we had to say, morning and bonjour. That was, that was it. And so they had four chairs like we would be seated in a car. And I just remember walking out of there, and they go, hey, that's great. Thank you. We've got your info, right? Okay, that's great. And, of course, I didn't get it. I want to know why. Why wouldn't they just – I would rather them go, you know what, Joe? It's not for you. This one is not for you. Is that just a <laughs> casting thing that you just don't want to be the bad guy? Is that is that it? Um, I waited by the phone. <laughs> it's like I was crushed. I thought, you know what? This isn't for me. Well, there's, a <laughs> um, there's so many things that are at play there. Casting's job is to bring us your best actors. And so they're going to ask for one role. They're going to see maybe, well, now they'll see 75 tapes in a day before it was 20 people in person. So bring us your best. And they don't, like I said, they don't know what they want, but they get it. They can see your energy. They can see your, something about it. And I can't, they can't tell you tangibly what it is they're looking for, but it's a vibe. It's a look. It's a a feeling. It's something. They can't tell you. So you did nothing wrong. Absolutely. An actor never does anything wrong unless... Maybe you forgot your lines or... You no, it was, <laughs> you it, was, it was morning yep. and bonjour. That exactly. Was it. It's pretty hard to not be able to recite that from yeah. memory. But you that, it, that was my, that was my one the, If you get a job interview, that's always bothered me in any career. Yeah. Like, they always do that. You have a job interview and they never tell you right there. They go like, okay, thank you. And they're very polite and they say, okay, thank you. It could be in any field. Yeah. And you leave 
and you wait oh, two days and sure. it drives. like that's a that's always driven me crazy too whether you get it or not but this is a new problem. Same that, thing. This is what bothers me about today's environment, just even applying yeah, for a job. Yeah. In the old days, you would go and see the personnel manager, and yeah. they could get a sense. Maybe, maybe your resume didn't look great, but they might go, you know, this person's got something. I, I like their, I like yeah, their stuff. Yeah. Now it's all done randomly through HR. You don't actually get in front of a person generally. Is the casting process still, is it mano a mano, or is it, is it done... Mm. Do you, do you get a chance to, I mean, not, not in the COVID era, obviously, oh, okay. but, but, but generally speaking, can you still walk into the room so that people like such as yourself when you were casting could get a sense of what he or she is all about? The moment you walk in that room, you are auditioning. Right. right. Like, is you as a person, you know, and they want to meet you, it's chit-chat, that kind of thing. Uh, so everything that you are doing, that confidence has to be there. Because if you think about it, you don't want to have a doctor come in the room and be really insecure and nervous. You want them to be <laughs> focused and have a, you know, and be confident in their ability. And so that's why practice, practice, practice is so important for actors and to take audition classes. So you don't put the casting on a pedestal. I always say everybody's in this together. They're just trying to do their job and they're just trying to see if you're a good fit. They want you to book it so they can stop auditioning people mm -hmm. and go home, yeah. right? So don't be, I mean, it's hard to say don't be nervous, but just know that we're all storytellers and we're just trying to find the right pieces to tell that story. So if they think of it that way. Well, the other thing with casting that uh, they're, they're working and because you are full of like being excited and everything doesn't mean the people, like they could be putting in a... 12-hour, 15-hour day, mm -hmm. they're exhausted, and they actually don't even like their job. And that's a very interesting thing, right? Like, people think that everybody's in the film industry, but, you know, you've got people on series, and they've been there coming every day for years, and so they get burnt out a bit. Mm -hmm. So, and I mean, I, I don't say that lightly, but that, that that's, you know, it's a job, I guess is what I'm trying to say. People, those people are working, and they're working really hard, and I think, just because the end result is we watch it on TV for half an hour, we think, oh, that's really what like, but no, right? There's a lot. Well, there's a huge expectation now, yeah, especially yeah. for series work. And because it is like little movies every episode. And so the caliber has to be here. Mm -hmm. And so it is, you don't get rehearsal time. You know, you're a day call, you show up. It's like, ah, uh, and this machine is going. A hundred people are moving. And you just kind of have to go in and hope that you, you do a good job. Right. You well, know? you know, your husband, like mm -hmm. with the props, he must, you must have like, like, why are you there for so long? Right. Like imagine, right. Like, yeah. I mean, it's not like you just go there and, you know, put the props in. It's probably hunting for it, working on it, setting it up, building even. Building well, stuff. he, that's what he does. Yeah, he's on so. Flash right now. And I think they're going into their seventh season, sixth yeah. season. Um, and he's, um, the head designer. Yeah. So anything that blows up or is a mask or something like that, um, that's his gig, right? Mm -hmm. Bombs. I mean, it's our house is very interesting. I'm sure. <laughs> exactly. So, so there's yeah. a lot of preparation. A lot. And it's we are a service industry to mm -hmm. the states, right? So I would say, I'm just throwing this out there, maybe 90% of the productions here are service industry from the States. So, yeah. and then 10%. And it's not only film and television, it's um, motion capture, it's voiceover. There's a huge demand for voiceover um, actors and productions and cartoons mm -hmm. and things being shot here, web series, um, industrials, internal commercials. I mean, there's just so much going on here. It's crazy. 
Um, but it's the ideal place to shoot. Yep, yep. Yourconfidencecoach.ca. Her name is Michelle Partridge. It has been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. I love talking about this. We'll have you back. Cheers. Thanks, guys.